right, so <clears throat> let's just dive in. You Can good? We, uh, should we Wolf of Wall Street it out? Yeah. <laughs> I always think of, uh, when I do it, I always start doing it like Wolf of Wall Street, but then I just start feeling like Mark Wahlberg in fear. You ever <laughs> see that movie? <laughs> Make a podcast with Muhammad T. Joma and friends. I am your host, Muhammad T. Joma. I'm here with my guest today. Before I introduce you, just a bit of business. I want to ask uh, the first episode we ever recorded, I put the theme song instrumental at the very, very end after we say our goodbyes. And since then, I haven't done that. And I just noticed that recently. So, uh, what do you guys think? You know, get at me, uh, get at me in, in the comic sec- comment section. Comics the comics section. The comics section. <laughs> I have not introduced you yet. Please be quiet. Get at me in the comics section of the uh, local newspaper. Just draw a comic, submit it, and uh, have your answer there. Okay, well, our first guest today, our only guest today, our guest today, look how this mic is starting to fall over again. <laughs> our guest today is uh, my good friend, um, my I would say my best friend in the entire world. His name is William Bagley. How you doing today, Will? Hey, what's up, man? How are you? Do you go by Will or William? And whatever you want. Okay, I'm going to call you Bill. Except for Bill. <laughs> Anything but Bill. <laughs> was that ever an option for you? Was did is somebody in your name, uh, in your family named William? Yeah, go my, by Bill? my uncle's name is Bill. Really? He's Bill Holiday. Bill Holiday. Bill Holiday. Is he a cowboy? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. My, my grandfather was a you doctor, so he was Doc Holiday. <laughs> was he really? Yeah, he really was. That's amazing. He was like a heart heart doctor mom's maiden name is uh, holiday mm-hmm. cool now everybody has that information we're going to try to access your uh, bank <laughs> bank uh, my bank you wouldn't be able to access my bank <laughs> I, we can do some stuff just be like that's the only piece of information we have we'll just piece around oh it. yeah true that it'd be like what's your mother's maiden name yeah. holiday <laughs> like here's everything uh, okay well uh, will is you are a um, you're a filmmaker uh, and of course, a, a good friend of mine. We've worked on many a project together. Mm-hmm. Been meaning to get you on the podcast for a while. I mean, you got in here early. Glad this is here. only episode five. Phil, thank you for coming. Hey, hey man, how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Good. You know, talk to content. Com- it, it's talk a, to Comcast. So talk to Comcast it's a good for yeah, two hours. Oh, you know? nice. Got that bill lowered. <laughs> well, it's five o'clock here on a uh, Monday. Uh, we're sitting in my kitchen. My dogs are barking. Um, and I don't mean my feet are hurting. I mean my dogs are actually barking. Um, is, that, is that a saying for your feet are hurting? You've never heard that? No. Okay. You millennials. <laughs> millennials and they're not knowing. Hey man, man, I worked on that millennial special. So you, you were also a millennial apparently? Oh. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like on the line. I'm toeing the line. Actually, I feel like I like to be called a millennial. I accept my millennial. Yeah, true. You're actually the person who gets offended when they're like, millennials don't do this anymore. I, do. I actually I hate it when people do that. Like, screw you, man. First of all, you don't know me. And second of all, like, just get out of the way. We're doing shit our own way. You know, we're paving paving a path out here. You don't know my millennial struggles. Yeah, you don't know my millennial. I mean, also, don't just you know lump me in. Uh, we were in an Uber uh, Saturday night, no joke, and the dude was like, he was talking about signs, and he was like, what's your sign? And then I told him, and he like made an assessment about me and my wife, and I was like, you know, 
You don't fucking know me, guy. What assessment did he? It was, was he it like, was, you're, you're a Pisces. It's so. kind of positive, but like, you know, when they're like, kind of, oh, you're. It was kind of positive. It was you got, nice, but hey, I was hey, still don't, offended. Don't, that don't like, compliment me, bro. I was, I was a little upset. I was like, you know, you know, I don't know. I had this one uh, old coworker, and I was like, I'm a Virgo, and she's like, we wouldn't get along, and I was like, we've known each other for like three weeks. You know, you don't know if we would get along or not. Give, give me some time. Did okay? you guys get along? Uh, no, she was an asshole See? who yeah. prejudged me based on my sign. She was a signist. What is your sign? I'm a Virgo. What's your sign? You Virgo. Oh, fuck you, Will. <laughs> get out. I'm just kidding. I think I'm a Pisces. You think? Oh, you're really. I'm <laughs> not in that into weird, it, like, huh? yeah, no, I have no idea. It's either Aquarius or Pisces. Is that the same thing? Uh, no. <laughs> They're not. Those, those Which one's the di- fish? Those They're are both two different fish, signs. Right? Uh, I don't know, dude. I will say, uh, when we were kids, me and my brother were both, both Virgos, uh, which made reading the uh, horoscope in the newspaper really boring. Because I'd be mm. like, it says I'm going to meet a stranger, and they're going to change my life. And my brother was like, I'm also going to meet a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe that seems got, unlikely. Maybe meet him at the same time? It's <laughs> yeah. the same stranger? Could be. I mean, as long brothers. as you both of you don't know him, it's fine, right? Yeah. It's still a stranger, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was just bummed out that uh, everything that was going to happen to me was just going to happen to him also. <laughs> I got home get my own story. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you uh, have a podcast idea. Uh, I first, do. Wait a minute. First of all, if you're if you're new to the podcast, I should let you know this is a podcast that that uh, you know celebrates all podcasts and all ideas for podcasts and ideas for things in general. Um, this is all written down on a script here that I'm reading. So. Uh, the ideas that people have that they don't, uh, you know, that they don't ever act on, or even the ideas that people do act on, we embrace them here and try to get uh, uh, people to come in here and, um, you know, do the thing with me and sit down and we'll we'll give it a shot, you know. So you have an idea for a podcast, so you're gonna come in here, you're gonna pitch it to us, right? Yeah. All right. What's what's your idea? All right. <laughs> I was like, is that me go? Should I go now? <laughs> do, is this where I do the thing? I have the uh, street light behind me when it's red. Oh, okay, cool. It's green. All right. Um, when it's green, it's your turn to talk. Please don't step on my toes. Uh, oh. Okay, so my idea is I started reading this book, and it's called My First Movie, which is a great book title. It is. Um, and it's, it's 20 cute. interviews with 20 critically acclaimed directors, and they're all talking about how they got their first film made. Very cool. And, like, what their first film's about. And it actually is really cool, because it doesn't, like, it's not, it doesn't teach you anything. But it just like, I mean, well, it does teach you, but it's not like a guideline. It's more just like, hey, here's how I got a movie made and funded. You could probably do the same thing. And it's 20 different examples. Nice. So I was thinking that would be a really good podcast idea. And hypothetically, if we were doing it for real, you know, we'd like get the director on here and ask them. Right, if we could ever yeah, get if we could ever do that. But since we can't, Thank we're you. just going to do the research ourselves <laughs> and then talk about it. And then we're also going to compare that first film to their later films. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, so it, we, you, would it be you and a guest, I guess, every time talking about a different director? Yeah, probably somewhere. Yeah. yeah, or me and you. It yeah, me and be, you. We'll, it would just be just me and you. Just do like a limited show. Because yeah. I would. You know, I, it's something I would episodes, listen to. Twenty episodes, twenty different directors. We talk about the first yeah. movie. That's until, really until like it gets that. going. Then it's me and you and the director. We'll yeah. Be like, hey, how was your fair. first film, bro? Yeah. And he'll be like, it was good. It's done now. Nice. <laughs> what's the name of the? What's the name? Wait, what, you got a name picked out? Oh, I didn't know I was supposed to have it. I'm gonna call it. My first film. No. 20 interviews with 20 podcasts. I <laughs> <laughs> feel like we're getting into royalty territory. <laughs> uh, I'm going to call it... How about first, just first films? Film virgins. 
Film Virgins, also nice. Yeah. Because yeah. it's your first pump. I like that. Film Virgins. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Nice. Nice. Or like losing your film virginity. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and you're talking about first, I assume, feature length, not... Uh, yeah, first feature length films. Shorts. Not shorts. Um, not like music videos or anything like that. We're just feature films. Nice. And some directors take a path of short films to get there. Right. Or music videos. And that's something we talk about depending on the director. And you're a filmmaker. You've you've not made a feature. No, to the, no features. To this point, no features. But you've done a, a few shorts. I guess it depends on how long uh, 101 and it ends up being. <laughs> There's literally no chance it would be over 80 minutes. Is that the limit? I think 80. Uh, 78. 70? I think. 78. Yeah. It's zero possibility. Zero possibility. That will yeah. happen. Yeah, my longest film is 10 minutes, and I made it in like 2,000 something, and it's terrible. It was called Pranks at Work. And it was about a dude. Oh man, it's so bad. It was about a dude who was like getting pranked at work, so they decided to prank their coworker, and their coworker ended up being a drug dealer. So when they broke into his house to like prank him, they found all his drugs, and then they accidentally killed him. Nice. <laughs> it was real bad. Sounds awesome. It uh, sounds like it would be better if I made it now. How Making long is then, you have a short film now? Mm-hmm. How long is yeah. that? Uh, so I just finished up a film called Hector Felix. Yes. Which you actually worked on. I did so work on you, you know all about it. Um, <laughs> I directed and, it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you directed, produced, and started the film. <laughs> uh, no, it's called Hector Felix. Um, it is four minutes and 45 seconds. Nice. And we shot it on Super 16. It's got... Uh, which was super fun. It was super fun. Super uh, into it. That was your first time working with film. Yeah, and it was awesome. My first time working with film. Everybody's first time working with film. Except for well, our DPs. Except for our DP, yeah, he worked with film a couple times. Teaching us all about how to work with film the entire time. <laughs> that was amazing because we're sitting there like watching him load the film, and it's like five of us all around him like, Whoa, what, are you, what are you doing? That's so cool, man. <laughs> Shout out to Alex Allgood, who there I ran go. into at Kroger the other day. At, at Alex is all good on Instagram. Yeah, because how could that not be your handle for everything? <laughs> Um, well, that's awesome. So w- it's a different director every day, every time. We're going to get into this, and you have a director picked out yeah, for um, our episode. So that was super tough to figure out who I wanted to choose because there's so many directors that I like. Um, and I, I yeah, also I mean, wanted os- it to be something that was – Ostensibly, if we, if we did this, you, it wouldn't really matter because no, you, you yeah. could do a different awesome director every time but yeah. since this is probably just going to be this one. Probably. Maybe not, though. If it <laughs> goes not. well, then we'll be like, hey, I, maybe, maybe we should just make that podcast. telling TJ Harden that he has an idea for a podcast. I was like, I will produce the shit out of other people's <laughs> podcasts. It would be really way easier than hosting one. And uh, I was like, we could start a little indie podcast network. You there you go. Get a bunch Call of, it the Indie Podcast Network. Yeah, I, that's probably taken. Yeah. Probably. Or at least very uncreative. <laughs> or both. <laughs> <laughs> You just insulted someone's podcast network. They're like, somebody's well, listening. Screw like, that guy. Somebody was listening to support indie podcasts. They're like, yeah, I just love indie podcasts. That's why I started the indie podcast. Hey! Yeah, he, just, he just exited out of it. Was like, not that one. You're getting a bad review. If you have some time, by the way, leave a review, good or bad. Actually, helps me out a lot. So yes, it does. But leave a good one. Give it a give it a thumbs up, or do you, do you give it stars? So, <laughs> I think it's stars, yeah. But, uh, well, I guess depending on the platform. Oh, I guess is it just numbers? Is it just rating? It's one through five stars. Okay. On iTunes, anyway. Five stars. Apple Podcasts. Um, so, <laughs> who's the director that we... Oh, yeah. Okay. So, anyway. So, I struggled to pick who I wanted to do because I wanted them to have, like, an interesting first film story along with, like, a good first film. And then we both talked about how we wanted it to be, like, 
where we could compare it to their newer work right. um, and see if there's anything different, if they got better, if they got worse, if they changed. Uh, so I decided to go with Matthew Vaughn because he's one of my faves he's these days. He's one of my faves too. Yeah. Although I have not seen the sequel to Kingsman based on your review of, man, you will like it. I was like, you okay. probably won't like it. I thought it was great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah it's got, it's got really bad sequelitis. But I think, yeah. I think he's like the king of entertaining directing right now. Like it's yeah. just his movies are fun. And they're just yeah. a good time. And that's like his thing. If you listen to yeah. him talk, he's just like, I just want to make fun movies. Right. And I think people need that. Yeah. And good entertaining yeah. value. Yeah. Like like good humor, good mm-hmm. action. Yeah, he does a good job yeah. of that. It's kind of in that, uh, you know, weird to compare him to, but maybe like that Robert Rodriguez sort of terror yeah. world of like, my movies are different and weird but it's just really fun and there's yeah. explosions I mean, and stuff because well, I, think, I think you need you need filmmakers like I don't know Ryan Coolidge who makes super important social films sure but then you need people also like Matthew Vaughn who make fun films yeah. yeah yeah I mean I will say Black Panther all the jokes have you seen it you saw hit. it dude I saw it yesterday okay, well, it was pretty good but the jokes none of, none of them worked for me I was like Marvelitis oh. we'll call it did I felt it, that way about it was the Doc- worst Marvelitis I've ever seen. I felt that way about um, Doctor Strange. There's a lot about Doctor Strange mm-hmm. I, I liked, but I was just like, the humor in this is very shoehorned I, in and I, not very good. I agree, but most of those jokes, I like. I was like, okay, that works. But these felt so out of place where I was like, yeah, what? just like, dude, just leave them out. Sometimes can, Marvel, you can, can I, just not can I be give funny. you a tiny little spoiler joke. No, please don't. Okay. Sorry. I need to. Though. Not not on air. Maybe after. Okay. after All right. Fair enough. Yeah, true that because you yeah. can't. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, but so Matthew Vaughn, uh, director of um, famously, uh, so he did his first film was Layer, Layer Cake, Cake, with Daniel made him superstar of Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then he and did then, Stardust, Kick right. Ass, uh, first, X Men First Class. That's right, my favorite yeah. X Men movie. Kingsman and, and Kingsman, Kingsman Two. And yeah. I, is that eight films? Uh, no, we'll look Let's it see. up. But uh, okay. But yeah, he's he's very established at this point, you know. But still, not not the most seasoned director, I guess. He's still he's still kind of yeah. He's only done young. he's only done eight films. Yeah, so which I mean, well, I've These done days. no films, yeah. so it's like <laughs> he's only done eight. <laughs> that dick. <laughs> we got to catch up. <laughs> yeah, for real. All right, well, uh, so we'll take a break um, and uh, we'll uh, play a little music, and then we'll come right back and we'll get into. An episode of Film Virgins uh, hosted by William E. Bagley? What's your middle initial? It is E. I thought so. Yeah. William E. Bagley. Webb. Webb. When, right. when I ran cross country, my mom used to do the Go Web Go thing from the original Spider Man. Oh, nice. Go Web Go. <laughs> we're all we're both doing me. hand movements. Yeah. We're, we're doing the Go Web Go in go case you don't go. know what. Well, yeah. It's kind of like a metal horns. Yeah. Everyone's like, seen the first You guys know them. <laughs> Everybody's seen the first Spider Man movie. All right, uh, so we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll do <laughs> Film Origins, hosted by William E. Bigley. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, something All right, like that. we'll be right back, guys. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Film Virgins, the show where we talk about directors' first films, losing their virginity, Kind of was not required. Not required. Oh man, I messed up my intro. You want to do it again? <laughs> nope. All right, moving nope. on. Yeah, not because because virgins make mistakes. That's right. I That's didn't, what this podcast is all about. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. 
Yeah. I'm sure. Perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. 10 out of 10. Yep. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so today we are talking about the director Matthew Vaughn and his first film, Layer Cake. Nice. And I am here with Muhammad T. Joma. Hey, buddy. Who's going to help me talk about some movies and some fun stuff like that. Yeah. Or a movie, yes. not some movies. I'll talk about Matthew Vaughn's career, I guess, yeah. a little bit. All right, so let's see how, how do I want to start this out? How do you? Want to I don't know. I just kind of, I just kind of started winging it with that intro. And... It was a good intro. <laughs> it got bad when you started going. What do I want to say next? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> what should happen next in my podcast? <laughs> okay, I should have made a script. Okay, yeah. so let's just, we'll just go into the very beginning. So, yeah. who, who's Matthew Vaughn? Who is Matthew Vaughn? Uh, Matthew Vaughn is the director of such awesome movies as Kick Ass and yes. Stardust. And Kingsman. Have you seen Kingsman all? Kingsman 2. Yes. Uh, I have seen every movie he's made. Hey, you made. about to pull up Biden? I am. We went to our phones at the yeah. exact same uh, time. I'm pretty sure I've seen all of his stuff. Yeah. Director stuff, yeah. not produced. Yes, but. because he did get a start as a producer. Well, that is which correct. Which we can get into. So that's actually what we're about to talk about. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite? I'll just, you know, host yeah, help a me out for help you. Me out, yeah. <laughs> what's your favorite Matthew Vaughn movie? Hmm. There's got to be one. Probably Kingsman. Really? That movie's amazing. I would well, say Kick-Ass. I think I would go Kick-Ass, which isn't that, uh, that think, different. Kingsman, they, they are very I've sort of similar movies. I've seen both of them so many times. Yeah. And like, but I think Kingsman holds up on rewatchability a little bit more. I mean, really? I'm on like 10 times for both of them. I, don't, I, just I, I haven't rewatched Kingsman that much. I think I've only watched it twice. I have watched Kick-Ass a lot. <laughs> but I love Kick-Ass. I, I actually um, own Kick-Ass. I don't own Kingsman, so maybe that's I feel something. like Layer Cake might be... Uh, it could it, it could reach for number one, though. I mm. really enjoyed that movie. So you just watched Layer Cake for the first time today, right? I, I Yes, I, we'll say that. Well, sort of, yeah. I've <laughs> sort of seen it before, but it, not in a not in a good setting. Not in a, like, let me watch this movie sort of setting. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I re- I really enjoyed it. It is very it's it's closer to a Guy Ritchie movie. Who I I love Guy Ritchie movies too, mm-hmm. um, especially Lock, Stock, and Snatch is his first two. Great I movies. think are just so good. Both produced by Matthew Vaughn. by Matthew Vaughn, and it, it ha- sort of has that. It, it's it feels a little less like polished um, than his movies after that, which I which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, I never saw Stardust, although I really wanted to. Yeah, it is on Netflix, I think. Is it really? I'm gonna have it's to go to watch soon, but. Okay. Uh, I never saw Stardust, and I didn't see uh, Golden Circle. But um, okay, so so I named them all. He got His them movies all. Are, are Layer Cake, Stardust, Kick Star- Ass. Was Stardust too the second movie he made? Yeah, Layer oh, Cake and Stardust, then Star- Kick Ass, then Stardust. First Class, and then Kingsman. I feel like oh, First Class too. Well, it's not my favorite. It's just a really good comic that book is movie. A good comic book movie. It's easily, I mean, by a thousand, I would say the best X Men movie, unless you count Logan. Yeah, actually, Logan's yeah. probably better. You know, Logan I, might I have been my favorite movie from last year. Honest to God, that's a good one. I almost talk, I could I almost not talked believe about that how director whose name I can't remember right now. It was so good. It was <laughs> it was like mind blowingly good. Like I kind of expected it. I didn't watch it until it was out on DVD. Yeah, and I, I kind of expected it to be like a better Deadpool. I mean, maybe not mm. funny, but like I was like, you know, it's kind of doing the R rated, yeah. and yeah. it's not. It's just an amazing movie that 
stars Wolverine <laughs> and Professor X. Like, what's crazy about that movie is that it's still Hugh Jackman and, like... Uh, you mean huge Jackman? Huge Jackman and, and Patrick Stewart. And, like, it's weird that it still exists in the X-Men universe because it feels like it should be, a, like, a totally different studio who made Dude. that. <laughs> Really? Dude, I was going to oh, watch so. it the other night, but dude, you can't rent it right now. You have to buy it. Really? The only thing that's playing is HBO. You can't rent it on iTunes? Uh, you have to buy it. Really? That's they have crazy. like a, I guess, screaming, streaming, not screaming, streaming lock screaming. on it right now. <laughs> They're like, don't Why? buy this movie. Uh, They're trying to sell. Probably so they can make more money. Yeah, sell something. And be like, you had to buy it that's or you have to watch it on HBO. That. That's crazy. Yeah. All right, so let's see here. I'm going to break down. Matthew Vaughn's career a little bit. Okay. And, and then we'll talk be, about their This will be knowledge for me, yeah. your guest. Oh, that's me kicking the table. Oh, shit. <laughs> for your guest, because I, I don't know much. Let me tell you what I know, and okay. then you can tell me right. how close I am. Um, he was a producer on Lockstock and Two Smoky Barrels. I'm sure he had a career somewhere before that doing something, but Guy Ritchie made Lockstock and Two Smoky Barrels. He produced it. It seems to me, because he was a producer on that and Snatch, and after those two, the, it kind of changed style, that he was probably heavily involved producer. He wasn't just like a money guy or like Guy Ritchie's buddy who helped him out. Um, but he produced those two movies and then made Layer Cake on his own. That's actually not that bad. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So, let's see. So, what happened is he was, like, he was a young, I mean, probably, like, 25 or something like that. Not that old. Um, and he was living in, I think, Los Angeles. And his uncle... He is British, though, right? Yeah, he's British. He's okay. British. Um, but his uncle's, like, the co-founder of Hard Rock Cafe. Um, really? So, Guy Ritchie made this short film, uh, which was basically Lockstock. And he was shopping it around trying to get people to invest. Somehow his dad knew the founder of Hard Rock Cafe, who they were like, oh, well, my nephew's trying to be a producer out in L.A. So they get Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie gets Matthew Vaughn, shows him the short film. Matthew Vaughn likes it. He what, gets involved. What was the short film? It's called, like, Hard Case or something like that. Hmm. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to clear my no, throat. No, it's fine. Have some water. <clears throat> I wonder if you can uh, find it, find it somewhere. I'd be curious to watch that. You can't because I tried. That was you know, that was one of the issues that I was such, like. It's such yeah. a bummer with short films. I feel like, especially like established directors, they sort of disappear. Well, they want to take them off. I know because they're, they're kind of shitty. They're really bad. But, you, but I'm you, always so curious to watch them. I think like people who share that stuff are awesome. Yeah. The ones who are like, "Hey, here's my really bad first right. short film." Yeah, you, I, I, I made bad films too. Right. Um, Anyway, so they get they get hooked up um, and they start producing this thing and I don't really know where it goes from there because it's a little little hard to find the details but somehow they met Sting's wife. That's right, Sting's in yeah, Lockstock. Yeah, so he liked the script. He put in a lot of money and then through that I they got see, a produced and they that. had a budget of like oh man it was like. 20 million or something and it That's ended up funny. going down to like 800,000 so then they made the movie yeah like you know they lost all their money but they made the movie anyways it was a huge success and then instantly both of them are kind of, are kind yeah. of set to do whatever they want yeah I remember yeah. Lockstock was just I mean granted I, I definitely didn't see it in theaters that was my phone this time oh, man dude we're, we're failing over here I definitely didn't see it in theaters um, but uh, it was um, it was once it was on DVD there was like 20 and we were like what i was like 20 mm -hmm. so you were even younger but well apparently i was reading they had they had um 
Tom Cruise go to like the American premiere because they were trying to sell I it. I remember. See, and apparently I, Tom Cruise walked in, watched the movie, and at the end of it stood up and was like, that's the yeah. best movie I've ever yeah. seen. You guys would be stupid not to invest. So and then everybody wanted to buy there it. There was a bunch of lore around it like that. I remember yeah. even when it was like first kind of making the rounds. So even on DVD, they were, they were like, no, 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 the story behind this and stuff. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it was definitely like kind of a cult classic. It was a college room, mm-hmm. like a dorm room classic. Almost like a pre-fight club. Yeah. Yeah. Or was this I think it was around the same same time probably but well no i think it was post fight club actually well so speaking of fight club brad pitt saw it and he reached out to them and was like hey i want to be in whatever you're doing next and that's how he got in snatch right and then Uh, guy ritchie of course went on to make a bunch of god knows what (laughs) yeah you know dated madonna and then things got weird but anyways so swept away and there's a few of his later movies they're both successful yeah. Um, and yeah. Matthew Vaughn's doing good in the producer world. Right. And so he has this script for Layer Cake, which was a book. And originally he was going to produce this it. Is, this is right after, like, Snatch? Or is this pre-Snatch? No, he's, done, he's produced a couple of movies here and there. Um, he's an established producer. Probably in his 30s. I'm not really sure the exact age. But, you know, he's an established producer. He's enough to where he could call up, you know, Daniel Craig's agent and be like, hey... We want to put him in this movie, um, which is kind of what happened. But <laughs> Wait, was Daniel Craig at that time famous? I thought that maybe Larry Cake kind of made a star out of him. It did, but, I mean, he was famous enough to where it was a name. Yeah. It was a name that drew in other, other indie actors. Mm. Um, Super you know, handsome. And so Matthew Vaughn also has these connections he's built. So he has kind of studios. He has money. He has yeah. that, all that sort of stuff, which yeah. is different. Most He, he got... He got he got well at producing films pretty quickly. Yeah, and most of your like indie directors don't have all that stuff, right? Which right. is his whole thing because Kickass was an independent film funded by him, but like Brad put Pitt put in like fifty yeah. million dollars or something <laughs> like that, and you're like, well, was it really indie? But whatever, that doesn't really matter. But um, so he's this producer, very successful, and he's producing Lockstock, directed or not Lockstock, producing Layer Cake, directed by Guy Ritchie. For some reason, I don't know why, but Guy Ritchie drops out. Mm. Um, and there had been this talk that they wanted to do a serious crime drama. So not, yeah. you know, um, Snatch is, is kind of fun. Yeah. Lockstock's Layer kind of Cake's fun. Layer a lot more serious than Layer Cake's, yeah. Movies. Not that funny. It's a good movie, yeah. but it's not that funny. So he decides that he doesn't want to work with any other directors. He's too in love with the script. He doesn't want to, like... Give it away. He's got he's got a vision, so he just says, "You know what? I'm the producer. I'm gonna hire me as the director because I can do that." Um, and he he hires himself as the director, but then nice. apparently had a lot of trouble selling the movie because people were like, "Well, you're a first time director. It's a big risk. Like, I mean, what are we gonna do?" But he could get because he's a producer. He could get these agents on the phone and talk to, like, actors. That's how he was able to audition all these relatively famous people is because he'd be like, I'm a producer. And then they'd be like, but but you're directing (laughs) it. But because it was a good screenplay, like, the the agent would at least, like, give it to the actor. And what happened is apparently Daniel Craig read it and was like, oh, I like this. This is pretty good. And he signed on, and that pretty much just signed everyone else on. That's interesting. Do you know what Daniel Craig was doing before... That, uh, I mean, he looks so young yeah. in Kick, honestly. He, maybe, like, big British stuff yeah. or something? I think he was, like, romantic movies. Really? I think so. Something it, like that. In Hollywood? Was he already? No, I think it was, like, British. Yeah. 
Because Rebecca, that's my fiance, knew him from something, something. Hey, wait, a, something wait like, to think about the <laughs> audience there. I was saying, that's my fiance. I forget to do that stuff all the time. I was like, oh, yeah, I need to tell them because, you know, <laughs> Muhammad knows who that is. But uh, uh, she knew him from something else, which was like some small something, something. Yeah. Uh, well, he's great. And maybe we should uh, talk. I'm sure there's plenty of listeners who haven't seen Layer Cake. Maybe we should talk about what the uh, what the film's about, mm-hmm. um, and then maybe just discuss how we f- feel about it as a movie. Yeah, totally. The fact that we like it. Um, so it's um, you want to yeah, yeah it's about it's about a it's well it's a British crime movie gangster movie very much like Lock, Stock and Snatch. Mm-hmm. Um, which is weird. I, I think I bet it's still sort of a genre. Well, it's definitely England, it's, it, it's British crime drama. Yeah, but or it, British it crime had like a, it had this boost in America really just because of uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Matthew Vaughn and, and Guy Ritchie. But like it was like a genre for a while, and they it are was, real, yeah. I love the genre. It just what see, past the, them it didn't really. And one, in one of the interviews I was listening to, he was saying like you know they wanted to stick with that that genre that they had kind of created almost, yeah. but they wanted it to be serious and not quite as funny right. or as fun. It is. And it's not quite, I mean, it is still, I would say it's, um, a funny movie. I don't know. Is it a funny movie? There's, I mean, there's, I laughed a few times. Yeah. It's inter- and the it's, characters it's entertaining, are entertaining. Yeah. Even like but, some of the violence and stuff is, is done in a, I, maybe that's a little bit Matthew Vaughn. Like there is scene, like even the scene where, um, Morty beats up that dude, and the mm-hmm. it's kind of funny. Well, you it's can, super violent and like really <laughs> kind of like unsettling. But well, you can see the Matthew Vaughn coming through with coming this, through with this music. Bit. It's the music, yeah. Because for the most part, besides the film's transitions and the music, yeah. it, it could be a not Matthew Vaughn film, right? But he does all these super stylistic transitions, and there's all this emphasis on like particular songs at particular moments, and you're like, oh, sure, yeah, I can see how that. I, I'll also say into... the very end of that film is maybe the most Matthew Vaughn-y part of it, where he turns and talks to the camera. And it's and brutal. Shot, yeah, <laughs> can we do? Oh, I think well, so. Yeah, we, spoilers. we can do spoilers. It's old. Yeah. You should have seen it by now. Um, <laughs> which also feels. I by the way, love the ending. It felt like a little bit like we have this idea for. <laughs> we're gonna end it before they have a script or anything because it is it's very it's very unnecessary but it's cool well so and it works and it it it's the most like it's the most telling to me of what his later films are gonna be like oh yeah and what well, they shot too okay so if you don't know i'm gonna tell you if you don't want to know stop listening but yeah. The the end of the end of the movie, he like turns around and he says, "Well, like, he's been if doing you know my name. It's as clever as me." And yeah. gets shot. Yeah, and, he and he's killed. been doing voiceover or narration. Yeah, voiceover mm. for the whole film, and it's the first time he like breaks the fourth wall <laughs> and looks right in the camera, like looks behind his shoulder, looks right in the camera, talks to the camera. Yeah, and, and then he, straight up just gets like gets shot, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, but they shot an alternate ending where he doesn't get shot. And it's way less satisfactory. I Granted, bet. I mean, I kind of like, part of me hated the fact that he got shot, but well, part he, of me loves it. He is, as a character, Daniel Craig in that movie. So it's about, we never really got into it, but it's about yeah, a, yeah. Uh, here, let's uh, let's drink some, we're drinking wine yeah, while let's have we record this. Like a couple here, of I'll, I'll pitch the movie while you pour the wine. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so, do that. so the movie is, uh, is, I mean, I guess essentially it's about drugs. And it's about how, you know, Drugs aren't just for a specific type of people. They're for all, towards, all sorts of um, different yeah, demographics. Rich people yeah. do drugs. Right. Poor people do drugs. Everyone does drugs. It's not about drugs, though. <laughs> well, it, not... It's about a drug dealer. But Daniel it, Craig's a drug dealer. He's a, he's a, he moves, he's like a gangster who doesn't want to be involved in any of, like, gangster. He just sells the drugs. 
Well, he, yeah, he's like a businessman who is yeah. a smart guy yeah. who is like, you know what? There's a lot of money in he, drugs. He realizes so if I sell it's drugs, just the market I can make money. that everybody participates in. And yeah, he should go ahead and. Yeah, no, and I guess the whole point of the movie is that that world's not so easy to escape, maybe? Right, right. Or, I was like, going to say, dude, that twist at the end with, with Dumbledore, yeah, that got me. Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> He's really good in it. Um, I know, that's the thing. It's is, a fun in, movie, In a dude. way, I mean, I don't know if I like it better than... Um, we'll just go with Lockstock. I think Lockstock's better than Snatch, personally. I love Lockstock. I, I like Lockstock because it really balances the grittiness and the comedy more than, I think, anything else. Yeah. Snatch, Snatch is – it I, was hard to understand the first time I saw it. I, I, lo- I love Snatch. I really do love Snatch, but Snatch feels like a Hollywood version kind of mm-hmm. of Lockstock. And I think a lot of people think that that makes it better. I just sort of like – I just like it because of Brad Pitt and who doesn't, yeah, who doesn't so have funny. a man crush on Brad Pitt, man? <laughs> I was um, like, he's in it. I'm into it. <laughs> but uh, I'll say uh, Lockstock w- – w- um, arguably, I mean, there's a lot more twists and turns than than Layer Cake, but mm-hmm. I think it's a I think Layer Cake's a better story. I think it's written better. Mm-hmm. The twists and turns are there still, but they're more realistic in a way. Mm-hmm. Like even the stuff with Jimmy, yeah, uh, feels very honest. Um, the flashbacks with crazy whatever. It's I mean, see, that's, that's the thing. Like the movie is is so well done. Yeah, it's like it's, it's, it's too well it's done for, for a first director's attempt, yeah. which makes sense when you realize that Matthew Vaughn's been this director or been this producer for years, right. you know, and he's a very successful producer who's right. produced films that have made millions. Uh, but it's 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 real. I mean, the the cinematography is great. The yes. the direction is yes. great. The, the edit is perfect. Like it's right. it's it, impressive. It's a it's a really good first film it still does feel like a first film though i would say i mean it's it's um i would say it feels like a different director's film more than a first film yeah i mean it's polished but it it has a grittiness to it too you know mm-hmm. um it has a i don't know it has a sort of not hollywood feel to it even though it's a pretty hollywood movie mm-hmm. um i don't know i i i, I like I like that about it. I think, I mean, to compare him to a different director, but I think Lockstock maybe gets that a little bit better, that, that grittiness a little bit better. But I, I still feel like it's it's got it's got an honest quality to the gangster side of it that mm-hmm. most gangster movies mm-hmm. do at this point, um, which I really liked. Yeah. I think it's kind of funny if you go on the IMDb page for that movie. Uh, one of the, or no, if you go on Matthew Vaughn's IMDb page, like one of, <laughs> one of his quotes is something along the lines of like, I've been producing big budget films for ten years. Like I can, I know how to direct a film or something like that. And you're just like, I, I, I bet his struggle that whole movie was just proving to people like, I can do this. Right. Like I've been doing big stuff for a while. As opposed to, I mean, every every new director has to struggle with the fact that like you know, right, making everyone else believe it. But his was different because he already done really successful stuff. But people just forgot about that. Yeah. They were like, oh, well, that's different. You produced it. Uh, well, Matt, I think, um, I think, I mean, we can compare it to literally his next movie you saw, I haven't seen, Stardust, kind of a weird... Stardust? Oh, man, freaking Stardust, bro. (laughs) So, I I thought it looked really entertaining. I don't think it was, um... It's so good. uh, Really? It's so good. Um, It's a weird genre. It feels, at least from what I've seen about it, it looks a little like Princess Bride-ish. So, it's, um, I will say the end... 
kind of falls apart and the movie does not handle itself that well there but the first 70% of the movie is amazing <laughs> uh, and, and the first time I watched it I was like this is not supposed to be this good why is this so good uh, and it was probably around the time that I was like yep Matthew Vaughn might be one of my favorite directors um, did you see it like in theaters or I watched or... it on Netflix like two years ago really mm-hmm. so you had already seen Kick-Ass maybe yeah I'd already time? seen Kick-Ass I think I'd already seen Kingsman as well really um, but so he Basically, it's it's that very romantic, like fantasy princess yeah, like and Princess magicians and like shit. yeah, and right? which I I remember seeing the trailers for it back when it came out, and I remember being like, oh, what is this like little like girly movie about like princesses <laughs> and spaceships? I, re- I remember and, and seeing blah, blah, the trailer blah. and going, oh, they're trying to do a Princess Bride type yeah. thing, which I thought was kind of cool because I was like, nobody really does that. <laughs> Which is that, weird. It's like, really like, like it's cool that you compare it to the Princess Bride. Well, I, I didn't it, think so. about that at the time. Really? I can see it now, but at the time I was like, "Oh, this is just like a fallen star, and he falls in love with it." I was like, "I'm not into this." Yeah. And then ten years later, I watched it, and I was like, "I'm so into this." <laughs> it's so weird. I mean, even compared to his next movie being Kickass, a little bit. I mean, I, Layer Cake is so its own thing, but it bec- like his style, which I haven't seen mm-hmm. again, Stardust, but his style is so like you know there mm-hmm. and then like a second movie is a genre that doesn't seem to fit his style no, it, at it, all well see it doesn't seem like it but then you watch the movie and within like the first two minutes they're talking about like oh man what is it it's like a girl has sex with a star or something really weird like that <laughs> you're like oh okay so is it is it it's not rated r is it probably no i think like it's his like only pg-13, PG-13 movie is it pg i think it's his pg only pg-13 movie okay um is it Compare it to Layer Cake. I mean, does it have similar qualities, uh, directing wise, or or maybe just qu- content wise? Is so, it funny in the a similar probably, way? Probably no. It probably has more in common with uh, with Kick Ass and Kingsman and stuff like that. It's been a, it's really? been a while since I've seen it. Um, but one of the things about it is it is you press play and it's just fun. It's yeah. like it's it's like playing a game. It's fun. Like you're you're watching it and you're just like I'm just having a good time. De Niro. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, De Niro is probably like the best part of the movie too. Is he is he a smaller character or is he? He's a he's a sky pirate. He's a sky pirate. <laughs> he's a sky is he pirate. like uh, in the whole movie or is it just? like... He's a, a pretty big part by yeah. the end. Um, but I mean, dude, it's it's just like a fun adventure. Who's who's the stars of it? It's interesting to think that like De Niro signed yeah. on for that on. for that movie. It, it is, an, and you know what? It might be one of my favorite De Niro roles. Really? Yeah, because like, there's a big old twist with him, and you're just like, oh, what? what? <laughs> Dude, actually, you know how you know the movie's going to be good? It's because it opens up with like a shot of maybe like the stars or something like that, and yeah. then Ian McKellen comes on, and it's this beautiful <laughs> voiceover, and he's like, once upon a time, and you're like, I'm so fucking in. <laughs> this is so good. Uh, um he uh, now now this podcast has turned into pitch pitch stardust and make me want to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> it's film fights. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Matt Dodd and uh, Remy Swales for that there one. We go. There we go. Um, I I am I am so curious to watch it. Um, I'm pretty. It, sure it's just interesting Netflix. to think that he went from layer cake to that, and not only that, but that he also from. I mean, I guess at that point he was, it was already probably pretty well established, but to get De Niro. So I mean, at that time, that was like 2006, well, see, that's, that's the thing, that's the thing that most De Niro people... was already pretty much like Dude, only huge. doing shit when he like wants to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like he well, I think Matthew took Vaughn, that for a paycheck. <laughs> that is true. Well, one of the things that Matthew Vaughn says about himself is that he's like, 
He thinks he's an okay director, but he thinks he's an amazing casting director. Yeah. And I agree with that because think about it. Daniel so, Craig is so good in Larry Daniel King. Craig is by far the it, best bro. I've ever seen him. Like I think that was Dude, my favorite. The role second for he him. holds up that gun, it's you're like, so that's good. the scene that got him James Bond. Yeah, one hundred percent. He holds it up like like freaking James Bond. I'm like, oh, that's why there, there, someone was like, there's a that scene be, that in be which James Bond. he is a guy who again is not really in Layer Cake. He's not really a. Um, a guy who likes violence, wants to participate in that sort of gangster stuff. Um, and there's a scene in which he is sort of – his hand is forced and he's going to assassinate a person. He's wearing a mask. You can only see his eyes and, of course, his body language. And at that scene where he kills that guy, he emotes so much. So good. And all you can so see good. is his eyes. And it's like – I mean it's a credit to the directing too. But it was it was like powerful stuff. And I was like – literally, he's wearing a black ski mask. Let me, let me ask you a question. Did you watch it on Crackle? Yeah. I okay. Did. So, dude. Uh, <laughs> so, if I was Matthew Vaughn, I'd be so pissed because I saw the movie. I I bought or I, I rented it maybe like a year ago to watch it because this is when I decided I was like I really like Matthew Vaughn. I'm gonna watch all his movies. And there's that transition where it zooms in on his eyes and then it zooms back out and he's wearing the mask. Yeah. Crackle freaking put the commercial. When oh, really? Zo- it didn't do it for me. Did oh for me it mm. was like it zooms in commercial. Then it zooms back out, and I was like, what the? <laughs> it didn't do it for me, and I, I was like, that was uh, very, it, you know, it was one of those sort of, like, gimmicky director things. Mm-hmm. There's, there are a few, like, there's always those moves that are, like, a little too like, high oh, concept, yeah. what? but it was nice, and it worked. And it, it That worked. whole movie is full of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so full of them, which... I've noticed. Hey, that, that's, that's a like, first. That's, like that's a first thing. director thing, though. Yeah, that is a first director thing. Is you start trying out a bunch of different moves, mm-hmm. and some of them stick. You know, yeah. some of them you're like, Wait, oh, that's my gimmicky thing, and some of them you forget after the first movie. Well, I can only think he's only got like a couple in Kingsman, but one of them yeah. is when they hold up that picture of the girl, and they're like, we gotta go like infiltrate this chick, and it zooms in on the picture, and then it's a picture of her at the club, and she's like, and you know, it turns the into club. the real that's club. Right, yeah. And like, that right that there is, the... is every transition in, in Layer Cake. Every single transition <laughs> of that movie is something like, I put down a glass, and then I pick it up in a different scene, you know, like. <laughs> so you can tell he was like super stylistic that day, and then was like, how can we make every shot <laughs> like a crazy stylistic shot. <laughs> That's great. Uh, but Stardust, now, it, I mean, it's it's a weird transition because I think he became this, basically I would call him an, an adventure director. Yeah. All of his movies now have this feeling of adventure. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm dude's got to go find to whatever. What, what he's going to do gonna become next a after now. I assume he probably won't do Kingsman They've 3. They've said Kingsman 3. Really? Which, I mean, and he's even... Because now it's been... I mean, I loved the first Kingsman. Loved it. And that came... And I loved the X-Men movie. But mm-hmm. I do get annoyed sometimes with directors I like. They do existing properties. Yeah. And they just keep doing it. I'm like, dude, I want an original. Well, it, it, Christopher Kingsman Nolan is killer at... Like, he, he, in between every... Uh, Batman movie, like it was so True, annoying. Yeah. I, like I remember being excited that he was going to do three Batman movies, but then I was like, "Oh, that's probably going to be like nine, eight, eight or nine years without a new Christopher Nolan movie." But I was so wrong. He released a new movie in between like every Batman movie. He's like, "By the way, here's a total original." Oh, did my wife just get home? Your wife just got home. Right. <laughs> Let's say hi to Sam, everybody. Hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. I was waiting for everybody take, to respond take, to be like, take, hi, Sam. "We'll probably cut this out," but. Hey baby, it's okay. <laughs> All right, let's let's get back into this. Okay. Uh, so we were, we were talking. We were, we were talking about Christopher Nolan and 
Oh, we were, yeah. Really, what we were talking, talking about is stuck. what Matthew Vaughn is going to do next, and hopefully, it won't be another Kings, Kingsman movie. So, according to his IMDb, he's something. got a movie called I Am Pilgrim. <laughs> that no good. idea what it is, <laughs> but it, maybe it's about like that's, the pilgrims coming over yeah, and like fighting aliens. The first, that's the first my guess. <laughs> the first Thanksgiving was actually aliens. It's just <laughs> I am Sam, but it takes place back in like colonial yeah, days. I am number four. Wasn't that also the same sort of thing? <laughs> I don't know what I am number four is. Maybe it's something. Um, okay, well, we are kind of reaching the end. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, we, I could keep going. <laughs> what else do you have? Give me. I mean, uh, okay. So wait, did I? Let's see if I covered everything. We, um, we talk, so we talked about how he how he got it started, how he got his money. Is, yeah, how he got his is money important. is he was already established. By the way, when when is it the when, how is he, how are you going to get your money? Because you need about <laughs> at least yeah. like four million to make a feature. Dude, well, so that that was actually the whole idea behind this podcast is you know what I read, can we I read learn that book about that. Yeah, what can we learn um, about their first films and. Well, so, I mean, if you take uh, the Cohen brothers, what they did is they made a fake trailer, and then they shopped it around all these entrepreneurs and were like, hey, invest, and maybe you'll make your money back. Yeah. Uh, which 99% of the time you don't, you don't make your money back. But uh, <laughs> what you do is so you raise money, then you make the movie. Then yeah. you take the movie, you put it in a film festival. It's it's then the you get a distributor to, run, to buy it. Well, yeah, I mean, you basically have to already be established or have a really good trailer. You or need something. to know a rich guy who is looking to invest in gambles. <laughs> you I need think, to know a I rich guy. I think I know one, but really? I'm not going to drop his name on the pocket. You know him me, too. Tell me off air. Now, Nate rhymes I know him with, too. Uh, rhymes with Reg Boosie. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I thought you were gonna say uh, rhymes with uh, like at mod because Matt Dodd is. Oh yeah, yeah. well yeah, Bitcoin. maybe, maybe he'd be like, I don't know, he'd be like, too many efforts <laughs> in, in that movie. He'd be like, no. I can't sponsor that. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Dodd, who did produce? Uh, they did produce uh, Hector good, Felix and Good Party and Good Party yeah, and so. um, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Technically, Volvic and Grime Boss. Uh, you know what, Matt Dodd. Is a great producer. He's a great He's, producer. Why, why do you think I have Matt Dodd producing my stuff? Yeah, he just needs to get rich. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome, too, because he's like, yeah, say as many F-words as you want. It's okay. And I'm like, cool. I will. Who, Matt? Yeah. Uh, he still gets uncomfortable. He does. But <laughs> he says, say as many F-words as you want. And then he goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but let's see. So that's how he made his movie. Um, the idea of this podcast would be to uh, basically inspire new filmmakers and be like, oh, well, maybe that's how I could do it. Or just to learn. And for me and you, I mean, as, as yeah. filmmakers like to learn, well, how, just, how do you, I mean, it's, it's, uh, honestly, it's a, I, there's a lot of film, I'm friends with a lot of filmmakers. I assume there's probably mm -hmm. a few of them listening today. Uh, it's a, it's a horrifying, uh, a feat to think mm -hmm. about, like to make a feature film mm -hmm. and making a short is hard, <laughs> you know, Dude, and those a feature are, though, it's like, are you kidding me? I mean, yeah. you need money, you need time, you need free time. So you, you need to not work, you know? So like to do it without any kind of like, you know, without anybody hiring you to do it, to do it on your own seems horrifying. Well, that's from just from watching or not watching from trying to pick somebody to talk about, uh, dude, I learned so much. It's like Wes Anderson. He made a short film. Yeah. He Edgar made, Wright. He made technically Rocket. made a short film. Did he really? What, what was his short film? Fistful of fingers. I thought that was a feature. It was a feature, but it was, but it was a short first, <laughs> but, yeah. just like Bottle Rocket. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a bunch of directors did music videos and then made a 
thing. You know, some did commercials and then made a thing. Yeah. But, like, all of them eventually had to get to the point where they just had to ask somebody, like, hey, give me all your money. Mm-hmm. So there's a um, – somebody I, – I, maybe it's Malcolm Gladwell. I, I, I shouldn't even say maybe because uh, I, it's probably – but somebody has a quote about, like, when you're when you're you know making your dreams come true or whatever, it, it, there's a certain level of of definitely skill. You have to have all the skill, mm-hmm. and then you have to have like so much luck at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Dude, but, it, it's insane how much it just sort of has to be like you want it. You've got to keep working on it, and then also just cross your fingers that things kind of happen and work out for you. Do even like Spielberg made a short film that he purposely made because he thought that studio executives would like it mm-hmm. like it wasn't even something that he liked he made it so that people would be like oh i want to put money into whatever you're doing right and it landed him tv jobs right something you know what's like, nice about this podcast to, to kind of be uh to kind of discuss it again sure, a little yeah, bit, like, like, <laughs> is, is that i feel like a lot of the filmmaker friends that i know and uh people that you know like even if you go to a film festival and you hang out and you kind of talk and you're like, oh yeah, I make, I you know, we made this and oh I made this. Nobody ever like gets frank about it. Nobody gets frank about like it's hard and it's scary God, and it's so hard. And like, what do you do? And like, who do you know? Like, nobody wants to talk about it because you want to keep that sort of artistic aura about you and be like, you dude, know? Well, if you're gonna be a real director and see that's the thing, all of these real directors are fucking great businessmen. Yeah, or great salesman mm-hmm. or something because none of, unless they just have a really good producer friend, right? They can't just be fully artistic. Like even Darren Aronofsky, mm-hmm. I'm sure he is good at business. And dude, they have to be able to pitch their stuff. Like Dan For Trachtenberg sure. made a YouTube video that went famous, and had to pitch it. He had to pitch Ten Cloverfield Lane to J.J. Abrams. Yeah, and I Terrifying, bet he was dude. fucking scared shitless. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but see, first you pitch it to him. And then you have to go with him and pitch it to Paramount. I mean, right. you know, just a normal dude. So, right. But you have to be, I don't know. You got to be like, you got to be a businessman. You, you, not only do you have to be a businessman, but you have to be. Or a businesswoman. So, so, <laughs> thank you for being busy on this podcast. But you have to be so insanely confident. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have to be so insanely confident. And and I'm not talking about like you could have gone to school at, at, at you know, UCLA and uh be like uh, you could have been working in Hollywood since you were 15 years old, you know? You could have been working on film sets for 15 years old. As soon as you're making your first film, you've got to have <laughs> Like, to the point of hubris, you guys have to be bullshitting people like, I know what I'm doing. Oh, dude, yeah. Everybody calm down. I got this. While inside, you're probably <laughs> freaking out like, oh, my God. But see, that, that was the good thing about that book. And what it, what it said is it was like, no matter who you are, I mean, you might be the most established director ever. You can Every film director can relate to the fact that everyone had to make a first short film. Yeah. And every, or a first film. And everyone mm-hmm. went through that same anxiety of, holy shit, I can't do this, you know, mm-hmm. and... And, and, like, even Matthew Vaughn, established producer, had to go through the fact of convincing people that he could be a director. Right, right. You know, and, like, so they all had to go through this same, I guess, ev- ev- what would be the word? Evolving-ish, whatever. Bent? Yeah. <laughs> Transformation? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. But they've all done it. They've all had to be there and be like, uh, you know, I, I can do this and I can convince other people that I can do it, too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a uh, it's a crazy it's uh, every every single person. I mean, this is actually what this podcast, let's make a podcast, kind of celebrates too. Is like mm-hmm. every single person that has this um, 
that has the balls to go out there and just be like, let's just fucking do it. Let's just do it and give it a shot and see what happens. You That's know, right, dude. like you make a like you said your your longest short film, the one of the earlier ones that you made. You <laughs> talked about how terrible it is. Yeah, but who who gives a sh- like? It's great that it, it's so good that like make your terrible stuff because that le- that is like the first step into gaining the confidence to make something good. You, you know? know what? That that YouTube video has the most views out of anything I've ever put out. <laughs> it's got like thirty thousand views. Wait, what's it called? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It's called Pranks at Work, and it looks like it's a prank video, which is why it gets so why, many views. That's why I get so many views. There's a. Um, you this can watch is, it if you want. It's real it, bad. In LA, it's just some podcasters that I listen to. But in LA, there's a there's an improv team called um, Last Day of School, mm-hmm. and they have a Facebook page, and it has millions <laughs> of likes because the teenagers all over yeah. the all over the uh, Dude, country what? just think they're liking the last day of school. When I put it out, like I didn't think that pranks at work would get all these views, but like the video is my brother with his head on like a desk <laughs> and somebody like stapling his tie. And people are like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a prank video. And then they watch it, and it's like, this dude rolls up in a Toyota Corolla. He's like, my name is Burt Basin. I'm a prank. Blah, 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 blah. And you're like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> so if you're, if you're looking to, uh, <laughs> if you're looking to uh, get uh, more YouTube views and likes, just, just fool people is what mm-hmm. you're saying. Yeah, just do, do what they used to do and uh, put boobs in the thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, that's all that matters. They still do that, by the way. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah, for sure. It's it's upsetting. That's my dog coming down the spiral staircase. She's old, guys. She's thirteen. Don't be don't be rude. Good girl. Give give Stella um, get Stella five five stars. Five stars. <laughs> five stars. I don't know what happened there. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. The point of, the point of my podcast was just that. Um, I think if you want to be a director, because it's one of those jobs that there's like no real path. You mm-hmm. can't. You don't go to school to be a director. You don't go to. No. You go to school to have the knowledge of how to direct. Yeah, maybe, but. you know, and you, you don't get on a film set to be a director. Yeah. You can learn about how they make films, but if you want to be a director, you got to go out and do it. And learning about how other people do it is a, is probably the best education you can get. We may not have covered that the, in the best way possible, but we had a good time talking about Matthew Vaughn. So just get on Wikipedia and read about it and be like, oh, they made a short. Yeah. Maybe I should make a short. Or like, oh, they, they just made a trailer and raised money. Maybe I should do that. I don't know. That's it. That's good, man. That's good. So if, you're, if you feel good, if you're done, we'll inceptually come out of this. and uh, Yeah, let's do it. Into, and that uh, is, uh, this has been William Bagley's Film Virgins. Uh, I hope you enjoyed losing your virginity with me. And Muhammad Joma. Uh, and we lost it on, on 35mm film. And it was shot on Anamorphics. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we will be right back with William E. Bagley to uh, wrap up our podcast, Let's Make a Podcast with Muhammad T. Joma and Friends, right after this quick sound break. <laughs> What's in this so wine, man? Wine. It's lisp. What's in this wine? Alcohol. Lis- lips is central. No, that's wrong. Uh, let's finish this podcast. So, okay. All right. all right, everybody. Welcome back. This is uh, Let's Make a Podcast again. Mm-hmm. We're outside of Film Virgins. Will, that was great. 
Yeah, that I was a good that was one. Really I had a good, good time. I think so, too. I'd love to talk about more directly with you. If you want to come back and do another episode of the same podcast, uh, you're more than welcome to. Okay. Or if you want to come back and give me a different podcast, we can do that, too. But mm. I think it was really cool, man. I feel like we could, we could definitely explore that more. Yeah. Uh, I, and we could probably stay on track a little yeah. bit more. But I, I think we did good. I've really enjoyed every episode of this that I've done so far, but I think that was the most, like, uh, that was the most real. We got into some real stuff there. Yeah, I mean, it, it helps that we're... We are actually people who are really invested in well, that's the, filmmaking. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, when, it, well, when it's something that, like... Christopher I mean, Lambert's career really has no impact on my life. No, but dude, like, I mean, I, I want to be a director. I'm working towards yeah. that right now. So Absolutely. talking about that to me is like, yeah. you know, that's what great. I want to do. So it's great. Uh, do you want to tell people I know Hector Felix is in uh, the Chattanooga Film Festival? Oh, yeah. Right? Okay, so... He's uh, going to be in the Chattanooga Film Festival? Hector Felix is in the Chattanooga Film Festival. That was... <laughs> I was like, can, you said it. Can people watch it online or anything? I mean, do you not want yet. Okay. Um, so depending on, I don't know. Depending on what happens, I mean. So we've gotten into the Chattanooga, and I'm debating spending more of my money to get it into other festivals, or should it, you know, maybe just throwing it online after that. I don't think Hector Felix is going to be one of those short to features. Sure. Um, but I think Hector Felix is going to be an introduction for like, hey, I came up with an idea. For a different thing, let's do that. Uh, everybody I know who have seen it has has loved it, so um, that's good. So yeah, I mean, hopefully soon enough we can post about where people can watch it, so they can love it too. Thank you, man. Chattanooga Film Festival. Uh, what was the other one? We didn't get into that. Oh, we didn't get into short of the week because no, no. no. Uh, you told me the other day you were like, I'm gonna hear back from these people today. I can't remember what it's called. I think Gasparilla? It's yes, Gasparilla. No, no. no didn't man. happen. Yeah, see, so the thing with Hector Felix, and I mean, I think as any filmmaker should, um, and probably and Matthew Vaughn's a good example and why he's <laughs> one of my favorites, is you need to know your audience. Uh, and Gasparilla Film Festival, short of the week, I'm assuming Nashville, we may get it in Nashville, but I'm doubting it, are all more probably artsy focused film festivals if that yeah. makes sense i mean we we shot on film which is pretty well, artsy but it, it the the story in itself there's a difference very... between like drama and then just sure. like just for fun and we you know our movie is you're just supposed to watch it and go yeah that was a great little five yeah. minutes i had a good time i smiled a couple times it, and watched some people it, get shot it, it's a lot of fun <laughs> it's a lot of fun and and maybe i'm a little biased because you're my best friend yeah. and also <laughs> i worked on it but uh it's one of the. It's, I've seen way shittier stuff at tons of film festivals. <laughs> so keep it up, keep submitting out there, and uh, and uh, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Dude, thanks for having me. That was yeah, a blast. I'm I'm telling you, you, if you ever want to do another episode of this exact thing, we could do it on this podcast again. Okay. I think if uh, you want to do some, if you have some different idea, we'll do that too. Doesn't I mean, matter. if we were going to talk about different directors, it'd be Edgar Wright, of course. Oh God, but, I would but love his to first talk film about... is uh, who cares? I mean, yeah, but whatever. Can we just but, talk about Shaun of the Dead. True, instead? we can no, talk I about mean, Shaun of the Dead. We, we, we'd rent. I, I would like to talk about Dan Trachtenberg because his story is pretty interesting. Yeah, but he only has the one feature. Well, we we can just talk about that. Okay, that's getting it made. And that's we can talk about Portal, the short. <laughs> I have not seen Have you seen it? Yeah. It's on YouTube. You... Wait, what uh, What uh, episode of uh, Black Mirror did he direct? I know he directed Playtest. So the one with uh, Kurt Russell's son. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, dude, that's like the best Black Mirror episode. That's why I like the guy. Because Tim Cloverfield only was okay to me. I love Tim but Did you watch the, Cloverfield the Black... Paradox? No, not yet. I think people give it a hard time. <laughs> I mean, people hate it. Oh, <laughs> people man. hate it. I, I see. I want to like. I feel like it's gonna be a decent movie. 
I feel like it's just going to be that. It's a decent movie. Uh, maybe. Is it not? Is it bad? I, I think I, I think I like it because I'm just such a fan of that genre. But uh, I mean, people really hate it. Like I was trying to like get into their shoes, and I, I was understanding a little bit. But I mean, I liked it. It's I mean, got kind of a bad ending, I guess. I don't know. It's it's a good. I it's liked it. I'm tr- I, like as I read all the negative reviews, I'm like. Oh yeah, maybe it wasn't that good. But I liked it. So what am I? What am I? What am I gonna say? Oh man. See, like, but I'm I'm the type of person who likes who likes those. I like popcorn flicks, man. I do I, too. I like I like you know yeah, things that make me make me think about life. But I also like I like J.J. Abrams, man. I think he's great. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't know it by this podcast, but I disagree with your opinion on movies constantly. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, constantly, <laughs> constantly. It sounds like, but we also agree on a lot of things. We agree on a lot of stuff that you wouldn't expect us to agree on, but like we dis- we disagree a lot too. Uh, it's 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 hard actually. Yeah. It's Dude, well, see, I was watching um, an interview with Matthew Vaughn. He was saying, "Oh man, what was it?" He was just talking about uh, how when he was a kid, he was like, "Yeah, I didn't I didn't watch black and white movies." He's like, "I couldn't get into it, and I didn't watch this, and I didn't watch that," and I was like. That's kind of like me. Like, I had uh, a hard I, time getting into black and white movies. I mean, there are some for sure, but a lot of classics I don't care about. Dude, I mean, you know, Remy's always like into like the old Disney and stuff. I'm like, I don't like any of those movies. Me neither. <laughs> They're me boring. Neither. I will say, if you want to see something interesting, uh, Scorsese, for some company, did a short film the based key, on like a few a few pages right? of like Alfred Hitchcock stuff. Yes. It was, and I it feel was like about he, film yeah, I feel like he nailed it. Yeah, he's um, good. Like he nailed Hitchcock's but speaking, vibe, but I was kind of like, this would be better if he Hitch, hadn't. Him classic been. Hitchcock, I like. You know, there there yeah. are classic movies I'm I'm a fan of, but I mean, man, that would be crazy to do like first film of like. Did do like Rear Window, Rear Window versus Disturbia. <laughs> Disturbia was a. It's bad the same movie. movie, bro. I saw that movie. <laughs> and I was like, this is like Rear Window, but way worse. See, I, I liked that movie. I thought it was great. I did. I had like never it heard of Rear Window at the time. <laughs> and it's not a Shia LaBeouf thing. I, I like Shia LaBeouf. As a human being, I guess. I think I if there's know. if there's any actor I could cast in a movie, it'd be Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Because that would just be like, let's dream come true. I feel like he'd be really hard to work with, but... He's done a lot of shitty movies, too. Like, no, well, my movie would be one of his shitty movies, and it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone would be like, remember that Hector Felix 3 that he did? Like, <laughs> Why was it called 3? No one saw 1 or 2. I mean, like, that, yeah, that would be the whole conversation. Maybe that's a marketing technique. People would be like, did you see 1 or 2? <laughs> like, <laughs> all right well thank you for coming by buddy dude thank you I for could, literally me. we could just keep recording and talk all night long but i don't think that'd be uh, i thought it froze for i was like it just it just it does that by the way and it's horrifying every day de- like the first two episodes <laughs> every time i did it i was be like oh god we're not oh. recording but, yeah. dude we could just sit here and talk about cheers. stupid stuff we're drinking wine cheers right? to wine in plastic cups I like, like these cups. The lip is great. a little hey, tough to tackle. Yeah, it's a little thick. Yeah, it's a, it's a thick lip, bro. You know where I, got <laughs> these? I got these from a white elephant. Oh, I ended nice. up with them. Yeah, I, I got this uh, this year or well last year, but yeah, I was so excited. I was like, I plastic wine glasses, amazing. Dude, my dad has they a camping have... wine glass, which really? collapses down. Like it's it's oh, it's like you nice. pull it out and it's a nice like nice wine glass, but it collapses. Wait, is your dad down. a camper? We can't get into this. I mean, we, we no. gotta wrap this <laughs> podcast up. I'm just curious now. I mean, so sort of, you know, he camps a little bit, but he loves wine. <laughs> All right, we got it. That's go. my next podcast. <laughs> wine and camping. He camps they a little bit, well? but he loves wine. <laughs> That'd be the name of it. All right, 
Uh, well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, mm-hmm. if you enjoyed this, please leave a review. Um, share with all your friends uh, on Facebook and stuff. It really helps grow our listenership, which we really need now right around episode five. This could be our time to just boom. And, uh, you know, if anybody out there knows Shia LaBeouf, you know, send him a copy of this uh, Actually, we, we know we know someone who knows Shia LaBeouf. Okay. That person, uh, is it uh, Alex underscore is all good? At, no, it's, it's at Alexis all good. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's someone else. Right. His name rhymes with Wampy. these jokes are not going to go over well for that's right everybody we know uh twompy stevens uh everybody have a great evening uh afternoon day uh whatever you're experiencing uh and um yeah i love you hey if you want you should make a podcast yeah, come but only on, with Muhammad. Come on this podcast and make our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't make your own podcast. Well, you're my best friend in the world. I love you, buddy. All right, thanks. All right, Bye. thank you, everybody. Love you guys. Bye. Should I play the music? Oh, wait, uh, uh, do you want me to be the accordion? Yeah. Let's make a podcast. 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 Oh, my God.